Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is great to be with you. Happy Monday, everybody. All right, hanging in there. Have a good weekend outside of the results, which, you know, we're kind of accustomed to, unfortunately. I hope you did. I hope this finds you in a good mood. Hang in there, everybody. We'll talk through it today. By the way, you can find me on Twitter at jcameronshow and... Tom is over there, as always, producing the program, along with Director Matthew. You are you, and you're here. Let's get to, here we go. A lot of people with questions. A lot of people with questions today. Probably, um, probably frustration, probably concern. It is FSU Miami week, and anytime that it's FSU Miami week, I get excited, no matter the state of the program. Program has not been in a good place the last several years, but uh, anytime Miami is coming to town, I get pumped about the game. I get pumped about the possibilities, and I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I was I was having to look ahead for a variety of reasons today uh, because of uh, college sports book and some of the other stuff that I'm doing, and of course for the week's shows. And um, you know, the NC State game kind of played out exactly as we said it would. Uh, no real shock there. I think both of us predicted that almost on the head. Um, really, everything about that game played as it was supposed to play. If anything, I thought Florida State being in the game late was stunning. And I said it last night on the um, Smash. Uh, I thought this was the coach's best game um, this season outside of Notre Dame, which well, obviously they had an opportunity to win. Uh, but they really made something out of nothing. Uh, you know, McKenzie Milton can't play a lick of football. And, and you know, you're out there trying to win with that uh, anymore. Anymore. He used to be a great player, obviously. And I commend him for his efforts. But uh, obviously we just don't. He really can't do much. Um, doesn't have real arm strength. Uh, can't move. Uh, is is undersized. Just n- nothing going for him. And and we had to run him out there because Jordan Travis couldn't play. And um, and and you had guys down on the offensive line, which is uh, again a problem uh, every week. Uh, they've been basically beat up and or sick and or both uh, for much of this year. Uh, you, you don't have any talent at wide receiver. And um, and yet here you are, you know, in a game. It's a seven-point game late. Uh, that's a good NC State team. Uh, it's a much better team than Florida State, uh, really across the board. So I, I think it's kind of a minor miracle they were in the game. Well, this is a football team that has my respect. And oh, I, and I like, of it. I like to watch them. I root for them. You know, and, and that sounds silly because, of course, we always root for our Knowles. But there are some teams where you're happy when they win, but you're not necessarily – the first person you're not happy for is a player. You're happy for somebody else, like maybe the coach or yeah, yourself, yeah, yeah, the person yeah. in the mirror. Mm-hmm. These guys, any success that they have down the stretch, I'll be effusively 
just behind them, in their corner. They would be the first persons I think of. Uh, Jermaine Johnson. What more can you say about Keir Thomas? Wow, how good is He's he? He's had a really good season. Yeah. Uh, they have had myriad reasons to shut down this season. If you carry over the culture from yesteryear, the last four or five seasons, really, mm-hmm. and they never have, they continue to fight. They're just not good enough in, in so many key areas and or they're unlucky in key areas where maybe if they were full strength on Saturday, you're in a dogfight and maybe you win that football game because NC State's road woes continue. Yeah. If I'm a Wolfpack fan, I'm saying, how are we oh, I was- with, within danger in this situation? We still have ACC aspirations in front of us. Going to Charlotte, playing for the title, who knows what. And you're telling me that this is a seven-point game against Florida State? What the hell's wrong with us? Well, yeah, that was my point. I, I, that's the point I made uh, last night. It's the point I thought, you know, I, I kept returning to about that during the game on Saturday. I was like, this is insane. This is, I mean, this should be at this point, given who's available, who's not, who's playing sick, who's playing hurt, who, all those things. I thought, oh, well, this is, I mean, this is going to get ugly. You know, and it's, and, and it's only 14 to nothing and a half. And I'm thinking, well, maybe they make a change of quarterback. Maybe they don't. Um, maybe, you know, at some point they'll find something. Well, they did that three by one and it really did change things. And that is all about isolating and making the defense declare. And he was able to do that. That's really good in-game adjustments. And then again, I thought an astute point about, uh, and it was made on the broadcast. I didn't realize it, but, uh, I got to give credit to, cause when I went back and watched it, uh, what's his face said it too. I brought it up last night, but so damn it. I'm mad that he said it, but the fact that he didn't make those changes late in the second quarter, was smart because he realized, okay, well, we can get into halftime down a couple scores. That's manageable. But I don't want them to see what I'm going to do that that forces them to declare uh, before we come out. And then you come out, you kick the onsides, then you go and formationally you start getting them to declare. And all of a sudden you have about one full quarter where you really own the day. Uh, You're the dominant team in that third quarter. NC State makes some adjustments. Uh, and then obviously goes from there. And, you know, look, if you bother to tackle anybody on a screen pass, you, you might win the game. Uh, but we didn't, and they often don't. And, you know, again, this is one of those games where maybe I'll be less critical of an Akeem Dent than I normally would be uh, because I don't know how sickly he was during the week and how much he missed, and tackling could suffer if you're sick. Admittedly, it could. And so, all right, I, I guess. I mean, it's a terrible angle. Everything about it's uh, – remarkably poor. Well, it wasn't the only play. I don't know which one you're referring to because no, the there were several. The long touchdown on the screen. Um, the, the the one that broke the game open. The one that won them the game that made it 28-14. Oh, well, yeah, that's also Jerry on Jones in the hole. Yeah. One-on-one. you yeah. got to make a play there. got to make a play there, yeah. Yeah, then Akeem finds a way to get swallowed up by the offensive uh, guard or tackle, whatever it was that was releasing out there. He also took the poor angle on the wheel route. Yeah, the, yeah that's uh, unbelievable, the, yeah. The touchdown in the back of the end zone on the RPO when NC State was in the red zone, that also is him jumping. You know, Deloach did, but he's got to. He's in an impossible situation. Linebacker against a tight end in the red zone like that when the tight end is showing that he's going to block, you're screwed no matter what, but you got to have somebody behind you. Dent also jumped on that particular play, and then, you know what? Jamie Robinson almost made up for it and completely yeah. cleaned it up. yeah. But it's a hell of a throw by Leary yeah. to the correct shoulder. He, he puts it back shoulder in that situation. I mean, Leary made some throws, too. He does you just make tip throws. Your cap. He makes throws. He's a good football player. He's a good quarterback. I wish we had one. Um, yeah, you know, he's a good quarterback. Uh, you, you see what it looks like to have a vertical passing game. It's, it's nice. Well, it also shows you that in this conference, if you have a, a plus player, you don't have to be like a Heisman candidate at quarterback, but if you've got a plus player at that position, I think in that case, Florida State is close to being a 6-7 or 8-win team this season. 
Because if you have to honor the whole field, even yeah, with imagine, these receivers, imagine that. I bring it up because all the time. we're in position to win. How many games this year? Like, I'm, I'm, yes, of, course of course we don't finish. No, because we don't have the talent. But how many times have we been in position to win football games to yeah. the point where you can rack up five or six wins this season? Yeah. Oh sure. If you have sure. a couple more players, make a couple more plays, and that's about where we figured. You know, it, that was the range I had us on eight at eight and four because I thought this conference was ass. It kind of is. Oh, but we're just not good enough is. to take advantage of it. No, we're not close. I, I again, I'm going to repeat myself because I get a lot wrong, and it's okay. I don't mind being wrong. If you have to give an opinion every day, then you're going to be wrong. Uh, but but I get some things right, and this one goes back to day one at camp, and and, and me saying I've, I'm struck by the fact that there's no talent out here. I mean, I just I was struck by it. It bothered me to look out on the field and go, oh no, where are the players? Where are the good players? They're not out here. And the ones that we did see were transfers. Okay, so that's a Early warning sign that you got problems, that anybody that transfers in is immediately your best player is a problem. Uh, and then secondly, I thought, well, there's not enough of them. <laughs> you got a few guys that you've been able to bring over, but there's not enough of them. And so now you just, you know, reinforcements are on the way. It's just, it doesn't happen fast enough. And I get it, man. I get it. You know, when you look around and you see teams have success, you know, on the board here, somebody asked before the show about Purdue. Well, let me let me just note that uh, Jeff Brom has been there for four years. So, Daryl, he's been there for four years to develop that program. By the way, they're not great. They pull off some upsets here and there, and they did again this weekend, and we said it was an interesting spot for Michigan State, so be careful. But, you know, I mean, continuity helps. And I do think that getting to that point, I think FSU will be at that place slowly but surely. They will get there because I do think they're well coached. Do, are they? Do they always make the right decision? Do they do everything right? No, probably not a staff in the country that does. It does make you appreciate the consistency with which some programs operate. It really does because look around college football this year. It's insane. I mean, you've got Georgia and everybody else, and I'm glad I threw some money on Georgia before the season at plus 800. I'm getting more and more excited about it every day, but it is Georgia, so I'll wait. But they look yeah, to that's be a good point. Yeah, that's, it is Georgia, good, yeah. so I'll wait. But they do look to be clear, far and away, the best team in the country. After that, you get a whole lot of shaky, whole lot of shaky any given weekend. You know, people say that all the time. Usually, it's not true. Usually, like, nah, nobody's going to beat name your team Ohio State. No, nobody's going to beat Clemson. You know, like. Normally, we look out in the landscape and we're like, this is kind of a foregone conclusion. These four are going. Everybody else is average, and we'll see what happens. And even amongst that four, these three are the best, or whatever, right? Not this year. This year, it's Georgia, and a whole lot of, hmm, catch them at the right time or the wrong day, and they're getting beat. Uh, I mean, Ohio State looked sloppy, awful against Nebraska in that game. Of course they did. Yeah, and of course Scott Frost gets screwed in the final seconds again. You don't call P.I. on that play? I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, anyhow, they, you know, and his kicker can't kick, and Martinez stinks, so whatever. That's them every week. But, uh, well, that's your Ohio State, and, you know, you could easily be losing that football game to those aforementioned pieces yeah. on the other sideline. Tells you all you need to know. Oh, it does. That's what I mean. Ohio State is a, a, a weird team. They've got the best receiving core in the country. Uh, they have a loaded backfield. C.J. Stroud was showing signs of being a legit Heisman candidate. Uh, and then we have a game where they go on the road to Lincoln and they can't run the ball. Can run the ball to save their life. You give Coach Day credit because about midway through the second quarter, he said, well, I'm done with it. 
we're going to throw it 50 times today, boys. That's it. I'm done trying to run. And it worked. And, it, and you know, they did enough and won the football game as one-dimensional. But that's the, the point. They can be beat. They've been beaten by Oregon, who's also wildly inconsistent. Oklahoma, who's wildly inconsistent in terms of performance. Uh, Alabama's trying to lose at home to LSU, whose coach is fired and has no reason to play. And there they are with the ball with a chance to win the game. Well, yeah, and they also got stopped on fourth and goal yeah. earlier in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there you go. You go on and on and on. Um, you know, but it's it's just one of those, you know, I, I would say, again, um, at the end of the day, the frustrations we feel, I get. I understand. And if you're going to routinely fire coaches like we did, and I don't have a problem with it. I mean, well, one coach left us in the lurch and screwed us and stopped recruiting. The next one took over, turned out to be a bad decision. Then we had problems off the field that made us very concerned about the future. So you blew it up again, and you blow it up again, and you guarantee you are starting over in a way that all these other schools who hire coaches aren't. So it's not that you're just replacing a coach. It's that you're replacing staffs repeatedly and blowing up recruiting classes. That's how that works. So... It's going to be, unfortunately, not a short-term rebuild, not a quick turnaround, but a long-term one. And there will be plenty of people who will check out, and they'll be back on when they win. But for now, check out. Leave. I don't care. I mean, do it. Quit if you can't handle it. If your stomach is you know, weak and you can't handle watching this process as arduous as it is, don't watch. Leave. Uh, it doesn't matter. But it's not going to flip it immediately because you want it to. They don't have a quarterback on the roster that's going to win you nine games. They don't. So you better hope A.J. Duffy and a transfer is because they don't have one. Jordan's your best option, but that's not a great option. And you can only play one way with him, and that's fine. They have to. And it would have been helpful if he had played on Saturday. Hate it that he's sick. Sounds like he's still sick. That sucks. That's one hell of a flu. Yeah, the answer from Mike Norvell today was not good. No, it's, carried it, over. it's really disconcerting, and I hope he's all right. But, I mean, that's also part of the problem is he's – and, again, the flu is the flu, but he's rarely available. So this is frustrating. You don't have the consistency. So they got to find that, and then they've got to find a way. I mean, I, I am beginning to wonder – you know, Tom, you look at these games carefully too. I, do you think Maurice Smith is regressing? Because I do. Well, so what's interesting is even when he first came back, the grades, they hated him. PFF did, mm-hmm. but you saw that the offensive line as a whole played well. It's just I, I have a hard time in this particular game saying that he's regressing it along with anybody else. This was a much easier game to break down at halftime, you know, because it's fourteen to nothing. You could tell that there's no continuity in the way we were able to prepare, mm-hmm. and a lot of these guys who are who actually suited up and playing still aren't a hundred percent. You could just tell. Yeah, you could just tell. You know, and then what happens is it gets more complex in the second half because you make a game of it. You do the riverboat thing with the uh, the onside kick. Mm-hmm. You surprise him that shot play to Keyshawn held, and I, st- I think the defense wasn't ready for any of this. Mm-hmm. You're in a four vertical set, and they're they're freaking out, you know. And and so you catch them off guard. You score seven. The next drive is the more impressive one because it's not shock and all. They're like, oh, okay, because they, they go back twenty one seven. They immediately answer, which that's the drive to me. That's the killer. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's going to look at third and seven and, and the screen pass to make it twenty eight fourteen. To me, the defense played so well in the first half. I thought. To outside keep it of just another a four- bust. Outside right. of another bust. That's a pass-off thing, too. I, I don't know who's responsible for that necessarily because it looks like we're in four over the top, and then they've got a route that takes Jamie and so Jerry on. Like, it's just that's a tough, that's a tough situation. Happens all the time, though. It's happened less frequently of late. Again, like, you know. Clemson had their four longest plays of the year. <laughs> a couple of them were runs. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. That all counts. 
Yeah. You know, at some point, you got to stop doing that. Got to stop giving up a bust or a big play. We do it every week. Well, do we think they played well or poorly on defense? On I think Saturday? they played well. I do too. I, I think they played well. But if you eliminate that, Tom, you could win the game. Sure. So but it counts. I, I think it's going to happen eventually. NC State had like 14, 15 possessions in the game, mm-hmm. and you hold them to 28 total points. No, I no, mean, no. I, I think on the whole, you're right. It's just that those chunk plays happen frequently sure. against this defense, and that is frustrating. The backbreaker to me is the tw- it's that score at 21-7 because, you know, you've really got that game and you've got NC State doubting itself because they've been on the road before and they yeah, know yeah, the horrors yeah. that, that arrive and are present. But still, that offensive response after that, that you get it to 21-14, I mean, damn, you know, it, it makes it much harder to evaluate because now you almost have to treat it like a regular football game that you're evaluating, and you forget for a moment that they weren't able to practice how did they get better last week, Monday through Friday? Correct. I don't know that they could have. Well, no, they couldn't have, and you can't have all your guys out, even guys that end up playing. But again, So to get back to more, just real quick, to get back to Maury Smith, that's why I have a hard time answering that question definitively because I don't know that I can weigh Saturday's performance with the bad snaps well, rearing their head again. Like, I mean, man, maybe he's got you know fog of the mind because maybe. he's recovering. Maybe. Maybe. It's just hard to know. Yeah. I, I don't. He hasn't been as good. It wasn't just this Saturday. Right. I'm not saying it for just that reason. Well, he's also going to look worse because you have your – of the four guards that you want to play, these are the bottom two that we're lining up next to him. Mm-hmm. So now that, that group of three in the middle is in shambles. If you've got Dylan Gibbons and Babyon Johnson to his left and to his right, I bet Maurice Smith looks a little bit better. That's the other problem. Is like, you know, it, when it was announced and, and we were on Tallahassee game day doing the pregame show and, and the whispers were out there, Reese Davis said – Keep an eye on Mackenzie Milton today. Right. All right, that's one thing. But then you see the updates from the stadium and that Dylan Gibbons is taking line rushes with the second-team offensive line and Babyon Johnson's not even out there and dressed or in street clothes. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's not good. No, the second I saw what was available, what wasn't available, and then we begin to learn more about who got to practice, who didn't get to practice, how much time was missed, I thought, how do you even put together a game plan? Yeah, you know, it's, it's frustrating. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be a while. And until you can really, I think, elevate not just your frontline talent and starting. By the way, William, we don't have better talent than Arkansas. Not at quarterback, not at receiver, not on the offensive. We don't. Anyhow, so I want to get back to this. Um, I, I think that largely our fans think we have better players than we do. B, we don't have a depth of talent. And they get worn down. Or if you have an incident like this, right, you right. really are screwed. So, like, what you see with Florida State that's different with some of these other places right now, and this is where this recruiting class is absolutely vital, is that, yeah, you got a guy here or there that is a, uh, a plus player at a Power 5 level. Certainly that front four on defense plays consistently plus football, and we do have a better front four than most. And actually the numbers reveal that. We play to that ability. So they're actually getting the most out of those guys. They do a good job. Our linebackers are terrible. That's revealed every Saturday. Uh, Secondary, not great. Uh, Frustrating. Getting better slowly. A little inconsistent for my taste, but okay, we're getting there. We don't have a ton of busts like we did at the beginning of the year. Baby steps. Still two fingers to my eyes. I'm still a little worried about that back end. Okay. Offensively, your offensive line's bad, uh, and it is wildly inconsistent. It's paper thin. It is paper thin. Is accurate. You lose a guy, you're screwed. Any one of those starters go down, you're absolutely in trouble. Uh, you don't have tight ends. You have a lot of them, but none of them can play. Uh, you don't have a quarterback. That's problematic. And your receivers are below average, to say the least. So, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. And the fact that you're in games... Yeah, but you've got that helmet, man, which means we're better. <laughs> well, and 
we should not be in this position. Uh, that we can all agree on. Florida State ought not be in this position, but they are. And once you accept that reality, then you understand that to get out from under this mountain of suck that we are frustrated by every Saturday, it's all going to be recruiting. It's all going to be recruiting. And, you know, I joke tongue-in-cheek on this show all the time, or I'm sarcastic, jaded, whatever you want to say, but whatever you got to do to ensure that that class gets here and anybody else that you need in the transfer portal, then you better do it because after this year, you don't get more passes. Like, I agree with people who say starting next year, I better see very tangible signs of immense growth because after three years, you really don't get a break. So I'm not saying that you could do anything about it. I am saying, though, in terms of prospects and feeling better about direction and all that other stuff, you had better see that. And you can get there a little bit with some transfer portal guys and this class. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I also think that this team's better than it was last year. I mean, it's just well, a it fact. Is, it, it is better it than is. it was so, last so year. So you're seeing tangible signs of culture improvement and also aptitude on the field. Now, is it showing in the results? No, but that's how deep the problem has been. Yeah, it's it's that's it's, the yeah. thing, man. Like you know, if you're resigned to it, then you're much more comfortable having these conversations. If you're not resigned to it, you think the word resigned means weakness, and so therefore we cannot be weak, and you're going to lash out with all caps. But the thing that we need to do, I think, as a media base, and this includes me, because I, I you know, I was a little angry on Saturday in the post game show too. I said something akin to what you did, which is if you can't handle this, go away for two years, come back, and save yourself the stress. Keep those years on the end of your life. You don't want to die at you know, yeah. <laughs> 82 instead of 87 because you were so mad about the 2020, 2021, and 2022 Florida State Seminole rebuild. Like, Just go away. Come on, Come back. on back. It'll be okay at that point. But what we need to do is grow up here, I think, because the conversation that's being had amongst Florida State fans and, and media types right now are largely the angry mob types. I think the casual Florida State fan and the nuanced Florida State fan – are not going to engage in the conversation because they know it's a long-term rebuild. The, the, the day that those fans are going to celebrate is next month mm-hmm. when we have a proper early signing day experience, which Correct. we have not had since the beginning of the early signing day. That's the most important day of this calendar year. Nobody wants to hear that on Monday of Miami week because that's this is an important rivalry game. But the most important day of the year for this program comes next month when those kids actually sign the piece of paper. And the problem with that is, too, that's even with that, let's say that's a win. Those kids sign that piece of paper, right? And we celebrate. It is still a matter of potential and time, correct? And nobody likes that, correct? Because you know you're going to look at those kids. You're going to say, "Well, they're taping high school says they're good football players, but how many kids have we seen at any number of places that go away, right? Highly touted and don't develop. That's frustrating. So people fear that. And then also, even if they do, mostly true freshmen are not going to wildly wildly change your fortunes. It's going to take a couple of years. And this is why, on the whole, when you're talking about entrepreneurs, people who understand what it yeah. means to open a business or start a new business, you know, when you review the P&Ls every month or if you have a weekly in and out in terms of your money meeting, they're not screaming every week about why aren't we making money like, uh, like the best restaurant in town. They're building they under it. They understand yeah. that it's a long-term process. If you got that red-faced, you wouldn't be successful. You're going to burn out within three or four months and you're going to close your doors. You've got to understand what we're doing here. It, it's like a financial overhaul. Well, and so, and again, an example, if somebody says, well, you know, Purdue pulled it up, said, well, Purdue's not ranked. They haven't had a good year. Well, we beat North Carolina, who was yeah. fifth in the country yeah, last year. Who just beat like, Wake Forest. Right. Do you who want blew that, our doors uh, you know. out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, eight teams ranked in the initial college football playoff rankings. I just looked it up. Lost on Saturday. 
Only one team in the top ten looked remotely decent, and that was Georgia. Yeah, good call on that under, by the way. That game script was perfect. Nailed it, buddy. Said Mizzou won't score. Georgia will have to provide all the points. Here's your winnings. Nailed that one. I actually had a good week, but I will say that, um, unfortunately, part of that good was week as I had NC State minus two and a half. That was an easy one. Felt like uh, that was well, Doran tried to make it under. He did. Yeah. I was laughing. I thought which good. I was laughing. I was sitting there. I was like, if we win and I lose this bet, which is great. I don't care about losing this bet. That'd be that'd be awesome. It would be such. It would be the most Dave Doran thing ever. You know, we'd be like, well, of course he lost that game. Unbelievable. Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply oh man <laughs> throwing out a mix on a monday tom it's been a roller coaster, man. Get chili peppers, Afghan wigs. Not a good roller combo. Coaster <laughs> of wigs, man. Uh, man. Looking at the top ten. Looking, I, I got to do a thing for the college football playoff. I'm like, it's crazy. I mean, again, Georgia over here. Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Michigan State. Two of those teams are undefeated, and uh, and of course Georgia has looked as really the only elite-looking team. Cincinnati nearly lost again, and uh, probably should have. Um, but yeah, yeah that, that, that fumble coming out of their yeah, end zone—that's that's a, that's a tough. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I, I do think. One of the one of the things that adds to probably the uh, angst is, man, this is such a gettable league this year. It really is. There's no measure of consistency from the upper echelon teams. Not NC State. Not Louisville. Not Miami. Not not Clemson. Not. I mean, Wake just gets beat by North Carolina. It's not a conference game, which is strange, but um, that also was not actually surprising. I mean, Carolina went off as a favorite. I think at, at they kickoff. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, they covered as a favorite. They did cover after being down big. Um, yeah, forty-one twenty-seven or whatever, forty-one twenty-four, something like that. You know, I think the whole the funny thing too is um, before that game started. You know, we last week we're talking about the lines and things that stood out, and I, we Sterling and I were talking about. Like, you sure you want to bet on that Wake defense? Because that defense just gave up fifty to Army. I got to tell you, he's on a heater with Miami. He has his hometown team read pretty well. Yeah, he, he took Tech this weekend. He did the points. Yeah, he was correct. He was correct. They keep winning though. And uh, it's ugly every week, but they find a way and narrowly escape every week, 33-30 this time. But one thing that is consistent about them is terribly troubling as they roll into Tallahassee, and that is the ability to throw it around the lot. And that has me, obviously, very concerned as we get into this next weekend because 
I thought there was a real chance uh, they would limp in here instead of being buoyed. Uh, but alas, that is not the case. So uh, that is, uh, you know, it's funny to think the games this week, when you when you do the look ahead, you would think what Michigan, Penn State, high on the list um, of games that will be uh, anticipated, uh, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Oklahoma and Baylor. I guess Georgia at Tennessee. I mean, at Georgia, it could be. It could be. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's, and then you don't even get to Florida State, Miami. Is my point. Oh right, you're you know talking about yeah games with implications. Oh, yeah, games yeah. people give a damn about. Yeah. around the country. A and M Ole Miss is interesting. A and M Ole Miss is interesting. Uh, again, Oklahoma Baylor, I guess, but Baylor stubbed their toe. A and M Ole Miss, you mentioned Penn State, Michigan, Wake Forest, and North Carolina State. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's interesting. Well, it is interesting. Yeah, Wolfpack opened up as a two and a half point dog. I found that also a little bit interesting. Yeah, um, you know they they listen. That is, uh, you know, Sam Hartman is fun to watch, but they don't get stops anymore. So they get ready to go for the over again. <laughs> I do think that uh, it is tragic to gaze upon. Bobby Bowdenfield, Doe Campbell Stadium for Florida State, Miami, and for there to be apathy and disinterest. It's, it's, it does break my heart. It really does. That part uh, really irritates me. I can deal with the rebuild. I can deal with the process of rebuilding. Um, it's not always easy. I can deal with the idea that it's going to take some time because you got to get this roster righted. I mean, you, again, every week I say this, we don't have a quarterback. You have a guy that works best but you don't have a quarterback room, and this is problematic. And maybe it starts with Duffy. I hope it does. I would, and I've been banging this drum for weeks. I would also go out in the transfer portal and get a quarterback if I could. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. I'd get lots of things. <laughs> two offensive linemen, two wide receivers, <laughs> two defensive linemen, <laughs> two linebackers. <laughs> I got lots of portal. <laughs> I got portal for days, baby. That portal is going to be jacked by the like, end of the my year. My God, this portal is getting a workout. Florida State's knocking at the door again. Like I'm the portal house. Dot 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 dot. Go away, Florida State. No, 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 no. We need more. We need more. <laughs> it's got a permanent base. Yeah, we need more. I just gave you some Florida State. I I can't spare any more. No, no. We need just two more. Just two more, please. The best you got. Listen, Manny, Manny, it's our turn, okay? Yeah. We're raiding the portal. It's our time. You can do the who do you think you are, I am. That is us. That, yeah, us. that is yeah. us knocking on the transfer portal door. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3. Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. See this river so here you go, Tom. I mean, I don't know. You're taking chances anytime you do dip into the portal guys as we've noted before are often there for reasons that are less than ideal sometimes it's a matter of not having an opportunity at the school that they're at they're buried on the depth chart and you know one man's trash is another man's riches who knows you know something like that especially if you're not well off with that particular segment group right you see this all the time dylan gibbons wasn't going to play at notre dame he's been our best offensive lineman when he plays in retrospect he might have played he might this have, season he might yeah, have yeah but here's a good example of what i'm talking about i mean i you got to do your research but joshua moore texas wide receiver <laughs> yeah, that's right 
He's entered the transfer portal. My favorite part of him entering the transfer portal, by the way, he's their leading receiver a year ago. Uh, quote, this is from Sarkeesian, whose team has lost, what, four straight now, struggling mightily, got blown out over the weekend. Quote, the plan is for Josh to go into the portal. That's his option and opportunity to do that. That's what college football provides. We wish him the best of luck. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a happy guy. Well, the reason it would be is because apparently he, meaning Sarkeesian and more, had a heated confrontation that involved other members of the coaching staff as well at practice on Wednesday of last week. That's that. So, you know, something happened. Something got ugly. Don't know what. Don't know who's right, who's wrong. Don't care. Moore can play. I'd call him. We could use a wide receiver of his caliber. He would start immediately. Yes, again, you've got... Uh, again, you got to weigh it. Yep, I understand yep. what you're saying. you got to weigh it. We finally flipped this thing to where even though we're suffering, I mean, really humiliating losses, even though they're close games, in a way they're humiliating because you just see what you don't have and, and how fundamental this game can be at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've done some real work that I don't have to worry about us showing up and playing hard every week. That's great. That's great. That That's something that needed to be fixed. It's fixed. You don't want to undercut that by making two or three choices because of ability in 40 times. True, but you need players. I mean, and, and it's a tough, tough balance. It really is. You have to believe that the culture of the room can withstand that. Is it strong enough to withstand that? We just got healthy in that regard. But is it strong enough to handle somebody like that? For example, the Patriots. You know, yeah, the well, they, used to, they used to bring guys in. They knew they that. They flew right. And if they didn't, they're gone. No big deal. No big deal. Well, how does it work here? Are, are we that strong yet? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that either. And only the, the only way to know that is to be in that locker room. But but I would say that if if the representation on the field is any indicator, we might be. Because effort is never questioned here any longer. And fight is certainly not questioned. Now, that is the bare minimum, but look around. They don't have it in Gainesville. Uh, you just got done watching a team not try. Not try. Because that's the only way you get blown out by South Carolina is to not care to be there or play. I could not believe that. Blown so, the hell out. We got done with the postgame show. First thing I do is I go to the scoreboard. 30-10. to 10. I'm like, ooh. I went out and watched that game. I was like, I'm going out to watch the rest of this. It's going to be nice. <laughs> you were so excited. <laughs> yeah. That, I was yeah. like, all right. Uh, this is going to help my Saturday. It doesn't fix it completely, but it helps it. Yeah, man, uh, I cracked up laughing. I was just thinking, I mean, <laughs> you know, it just you watch something like that, and when you're bad, you got to be careful how much uh, schadenfreude you engage in. Because obviously the retort from your rival is basically, oh, well, you know, you're sitting over there mired in three wins again, you know, and I get it. That doesn't extricate them from being ridiculed, however, because, I mean, that team has a lot more talent than South Carolina, a lot more talent than Florida State, unfortunately. So when you begin losing to teams who who aren't of equal stature, athlete for athlete, not even close, then they have clearly a culture and coaching situation. Now he fires his offensive line coach. He fires his defensive coordinator. I understand why you would fire your defensive coordinator. He's been ass all year. Don't know really why the offensive line coach is getting fired. He's done a good job, has a great reputation. Um, He's Mullen's guy, too. Yeah, I mean, or that, vice versa. Well, then this is what happens. You know, this is, this is, you want to well, save your job. Th- well, there's two ways to look at it, though. It's either he's giving those guys a head start, well, grant them whatever, 
But he's given his guy a head start saying, go find something. I'm, I'm going to finish up this year and then I'll be gone. Or he's sticking around for another full season because I feel like this isn't done. Like just because he got rid of his DC and a position coach, I don't think that means that he's guaranteed to stay. Because you know what has to happen at the end of the year? Exit interviews. And when you sit down in a room with Dan Mullen for at least a half an hour, <laughs> you come away. Anything can happen. <laughs> anything can happen. And don't kid yourself, the way they play against us is going to matter greatly. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, if they don't care to be there And we will. And Jordan is healthy enough to run around. You could win. Oh yeah, you you could win. They could be throwing beer bottles or whatever they throw <laughs> down in Gainesville, you know, at their own bench. Well, I, the problem you have in Florida, if you're looking at that situation, they did not want to have to fire him this year, uh, and <laughs> with the way Georgia's recruited, you're not catching them anytime soon. So you could just wait it out for another year, perhaps. But it's good for us. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, but now you have a situation where, I mean, that clearly is evidence of quitting and you know my rule my steadfast rule on quitting if it happens the guy's got to go now people are quick to point to quitting they always say that this team quit or that team quit when they get blown out and it's not always that they quit but yeah, that's certainly getting blown out by, I mean, south, carolina. Blown out by south carolina qualifies as not wanting to be there that's yeah. the worst loss to south carolina in their program's history and yeah. they've had some bad teams over the last decade yeah that's something else that that's pretty but you know what if you want to keep them another year good Good. That really helps us on the trail, so please do. Who do you think the second best team in the country is? Oh, man. Um, I mean, think about it. you got Georgia and a whole bunch of mess. Just a mess. I I would term it as Alabama, but here's why. I'd say they're the most dangerous team, not named Georgia in the country. I mean, I don't think it's Cincinnati for sure. Right. Obviously. Uh, It's not Ohio State. Oklahoma nearly lost to Kansas. I mean, you know, I, I get no, that. No, no, I wouldn't put Oklahoma anywhere near two. Um, <sighs> yeah. I think Alabama, I, I, it's got to be Alabama. They're the most dangerous team well, week to week. You've got, I mean, you know, yeah, if, if they show I, up. Well, that's where it, I mean, mm-hmm. that SEC title game is going to be very fascinating. Well, the the pressure now on Georgia is much greater than it was three weeks ago. We now know that that yeah. that it's not close. There's no really, there's nobody else that looks in the same category as Georgia this year. Yeah, it's gone from you know beat Alabama to don't screw it up. That's where the conversation has gone for a Georgia fan. Well, also by the way, another thing this year has really shown us is is again how hard it is to sustain excellence and and real competitive fire and buttoned up smart. Hard hitting, consistent football year in and year out. I, that's the thing where I always gave Coach K credit at Duke because they get everybody's best shot and they always performed well. Alabama gets that because obviously what Nick has done and been able to sustain for a very long time now is unmatched. But you look around and and I'll give you a guy whose program was beyond reproach. Right, you could not say anything bad. You would only give him praise. Shaw. At Stanford. They got beat by my Utah squad 52-7 to this weekend. They were terrible a year ago. They're terrible again this year. They're on their way to losing a lot of football games, and now there's talk that maybe they need to move on. Now, who would have guessed that four years ago? I know where he's going to land, the NFL Network draft desk. It's his I mean, job every year. 
Yeah, it, it is. Um, and but you're right. It, it's it fickle. shows you everything it, it is shows, fickle. Now, man. listen, Stanford is up against it. Sustaining anything at Stanford is very difficult because the academic rigor is real there. But it, I'm just saying, when you have a good culture like he had, and you are able to recruit certain players, certain kinds of players, they were able to figure out a way, right? And they can, they knew what they wanted, and that was passed on from Harbaugh. And then it worked. You know, that's that's the biggest feather in Harbaugh's cap, really. But now they're in ruins. They're three and six. They're terrible. They beat Oregon. Yeah, they beat <laughs> USC too, right? So it's just bizarre. Like they beat them into the ground. So think about this. So think about yeah, USC. Think about Texas, sub five hundred. Why is Texas still bad? I know it's year one for Sark, so I'm, you know. But they had a leading Heisman candidate coming into the season in the backfield. They got ta- when you watch Texas, they're way more talented than Florida State. It's hard now. It doesn't make me feel better. I'm just noting it. I'm just noting that it's hard to oh, find. A, maybe a little any, better. Any time you feel better, like, yeah. yeah, any time that you feel that you're not alone, you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Nobody wants to be alone. It's almost the holidays. <laughs> oh, man. You got to get a quarterback. You got to get a lineman or two. Cold- I feel, you know, the line, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't get better. There's no oh, doubt. But but buddy. I think you've got enough holdovers. Like, hey man, Washington's turned into a good player. Yeah, like he's a legitimately good player. Gibbons comes back next year. All right, that's two. <laughs> we'll see what Bobby Scott looks like when he's 100 percent healthy. I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to wonder a little bit. Yeah. But that's what he yeah, might. Yeah. Hey, it might be truly the injury. All right. Uh, so that's two and a half. You better hope. It's two and a half players. Mm-hmm. Okay. A little Mo Smith action. Well, we'll get those uh, snaps cleaned up. No, in the I'm, get, I'm getting a little worried about him too, buddy. <laughs> no, you you can use two or three in the portal. By hook or by crook, whatever you got to do. Lloyd Willis Rod or action. Got, Here we go. Oh, stop! I need some depth. I need competitive depth. I need guys going to war each and every day at practice. Fighting to be on the field. We do not have that here. Yeah, you've got at least five OLs uh, coming to FSU Miami, four commits, and then the Armelia kid. So there you go. Whatever you got to do. Oh, hey, no doubt. NIL, baby. And back in the day, I used to uh, rather uh, jokingly say drugs, money, hoes. And now you don't even have to do that. You just go NIL. Just money. You could do with just, it as just, you wish. Just, yeah, just, here's some money. Come on down. It's Jeff Cambridge on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Yeah, this is the, another one of those that we had nipped at the beginning. <laughs> Here we thought Spotify was the answer to all our problems. Well, we just got to remember which ones we cut. So I got to create a spreadsheet with uh, all these uh, intros. <laughs> Put a little on. marker next to it. Oh, man. Yeah, I agree with you, Stephen. Let's uh, start cranking the Billy Squire. You got to kind of wait till after Thanksgiving. We're not Walmart. I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I can't just walk in and start playing Christmas music in uh, early November. I refuse to. Time Which, change. Do you right or wrong on uh, Saturday? Oh, it did be fine. Yeah. Um, Extra hours, nice when you go back to sleep. I hate the time change. I wish we had uh, daylight till eight o'clock, eight yeah. o'clock every night. But that means you got to get out on the golf course early mm-hmm. after football season's over. But whatever's in the air, man, my God, I must have sneezed uh, 150 times the last 24 hours. I'm just miserable. Hmm. I like this football team. It's not about the football team. They they play hard. It's about these damned allergies. 
Yeah, uh, eminently likable. Wish they were better. Agree with Ira, whom we'll talk to next hour. Would like to see some of these guys get one more reward, one more win in there, and preferably, obviously, this weekend. Wouldn't that be great? Go ahead and end this miserable losing streak to that program, which hasn't been any good during the entirety of the losing streak. Yeah, you win this football game, you've got a real chance to have five wins and a bowl bid. You know, one of those uh, extra choice bowl bids for the old five and seven teams. But even still, you win this weekend, you feel good about Boston College, and who the hell knows who's coaching for Florida by the time we play them the final weekend of the season. Could be crazy. Yeah. I don't want them to fire um I don't want them to fi- I don't want them to fire Mullen yet. They may feel liberated and excited. People may be trying to put out good tape. You know, I don't need all of that. Oh, what you need is a spat between Mullen and the reporters again on Monday of Florida State Week. That'd be great. By the way, I wanted to call Boston College and say, no, really, Jerkovich does not need to come back. Why? They played him. He's all right. He's a good player when he plays. He is a good player when he maximizes what, you know, but that looked very much like he'd been out for well, a while. Well, he was out. Yeah. yeah, and luckily they only needed uh, four points. That's right. <laughs> that yeah, the race was to four. <laughs> the race was to four. <laughs> couple of safeties. But the problem is he's going to start next week, too. And the week, you know, so unfortunately, just our luck, we'll roll up there and he'll be like, feeling good, yeah. guys, feel good. Screw your eligibility. Got the hand strength back, feeling great. Yeah, great. Hour two, fourth coming. Stay with Ira Shafel will join us.